Nexus PMG welcomes you to the Bigger Than Us podcast, which we as energy geeks lovingly refer to as the BTU. Bigger Than Us is a podcast that focuses on ideas that will shape the future of our planet and ultimately our existence. We will occasionally lean into energy topics because after all, it's the key to our collective survival, but we'll also explore other ideas and topics that we believe will have an impact that is bigger than us. And now, on to today's show. Hello and welcome to the Bigger Than Us podcast. I'm your host, Raj Daniels, and today I'd like to welcome Guy Elitzer to the show. Guy Elitzer holds significant management experience. He currently serves as CEO of Vertical Field, a leading agrotech provider of vertical farming and living green wall solutions for urban environments and smart cities. He previously headed up STK BioAg Technologies, a leading global crop protection company, as its CEO and served as a member of the board. Guy, how are you doing today? Hey, good morning. How are you, Arj? Guy, I'm doing great. Guy, can you tell the audience where you're located? Yeah, I'm located in uh, Tel Aviv, Israel. And two things. What time is it there and how's the weather there? It's 5 p.m. and it's uh, autumn time, which uh, starts to be a bit cooling in the evening, but still we are feeling the heat of the summer behind us. Well, I appreciate you joining us from all the way from Israel. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. So, Guy, I'd like to open the show by asking my guest the following question. If you were asked to share something interesting about yourself, what would it be? It's a good question. You know, I'm, um, I find myself in the last 10 years working in the agriculture and, and, and farming, which, you know, it's like the opposite uh, from what I um, learn and study. Uh, I'm a CPA. And if you have told me uh, 20 years ago that I would deal with uh, uh, agriculture and farm- farming, I would probably uh, uh, laugh. Uh, although when I was a kid, uh, you know, farming and working in the field was something that I imagined myself doing. So, you know, uh, sometimes you have to go uh, forward 30 years to find yourself at the same, uh, making you or fulfilling your dream. So that's uh, something that, you know, making me very happy uh, these days. That is interesting. And I want to kind of double down on that point for a minute there. What made you transition from being a CPA into agriculture? Um, I, you know, I, I think that uh, initially I always liked, like numbers and working with numbers. And so I, I went on to learn uh, CPA uh, accounting and I found myself at, uh, trying to find uh, impact and, uh, and, 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 and additional value in what I'm doing. And I think that over the years when you got mature and you got your own kids and family and you understand the importance of uh, growing the foods and, and changing the, the food change and the uh, um, environmental or the impact on the environmental. So I wanted to do something more uh, with, with higher impact. And then I went to uh, work for an ex- egg company uh, and I integrated there uh, quite quite well, became the CEO of the company and worked for yeah more than a decade in, in, in the egg space, fulfilling myself every day. So what kind of work did you do at this ag company? So the ag company was a, a company that has developed a biological pesticide. 
uh, we are aware of the environmental harm and the uh, bad impact to uh, human health of uh, the chemical pesticide, pesticide the toxic uh, product that are being sprayed um, all over the globe. And uh, our company has uh, developed a biological, much more safer and healthier pesticide in order to change the uh, product that are being sprayed over our food and with a much which is zero residue of course and much uh, a much better impact on land and on air and on environmental other environmental aspect and by that basically change the uh, uh, the uh, level of uh, food that we are uh, consuming and the bad impact that we're having on on earth well it sounds like you made a really big impact there now transitioning to your current role can you share with the audience what Vertical Field is and does and your role at the organization? Sure. Vertical Field exists from 2006 uh, under the vision that uh, more and more people are coming to live in the city. Resources like land and water are becoming more precious. And the fact that the life in the city becomes more crowded, you need to make sure that uh, being, being in the city uh, you can have a quality of life. So quality of life is measured in the, in the, in the quality of food that we are consuming and in the uh, air that we are breathing and in other elements that create the quality of life in the, in the urban ecosystem. And so uh, over, over the years, Vertical Field has developed uh, different types of uh, natural solutions that are based on nature, on plants, together with technology, to improve that quality of life. So we are talking about um, green walls and green roofs, uh, vertical horticulture that are integrated as uh, integral integral elements in green buildings, and by that improving the heat that a building has on the environment, the level of uh, carbon it consumes, the level of uh, uh, pollution in air, that we know uh, and plants are, are having that impact, but together with the, the technology that we have developed, we are able to measure that and to change it as we go along to improve that this condition in the urban ecosystem. And lately, in the last two years, we have taken this know-how into the vertical farming under the same vision of growing the food inside the city, uh, creating more jobs, and of course, providing a better and healthier food to the to the population with no need of uh, um, transportation and lowering the environmental impact on that uh, sense as well. So obviously, without giving away any trade secrets, can you share how a green wall or a green roof works? Sure. So um, we do uh, understand the. We all know about the uh, uh, breathing, uh, the photosynthesis synthesis uh, uh, um, process that happens with the plants, and by fact that you are you can uh, grow the plants in a vertical uh, way without capturing space. And space, as we all know, are very expensive in the urban ecosystem in the city. And if you can use the walls indoor and outdoor, and cover them with plants and measure the uh, um, rapid uh, process of breeding of the plant and being able to impact that through lights and through uh, different elements and by that improving that elements that at the end of the day impact the level of uh, purification of air indoor 
or the level of heating, highland heating outside of a, of a, of a building, uh, you can definitely use these elements in order to reduce the bad impacts on the environment from one side. From the other side, uh, use less electricity and less chemical uh, elements to create the same impact. So using nature in a way that it um, brings value to the city. You know, in the last uh, hundreds of years, we have moved, moved as human beings from forest to the city, build building over buildings, and forgot that we are part of nature. And, and, and we believe that bringing nature back into the city as part of our normal life, that's a crucial, crucial element uh, to sustain the human uh, uh, humanity on Earth. Recently, I read an article about, I'm going to say they were called living walls or perhaps green walls in Japan, where they had these, they look like, you know, barriers almost that separate buildings, but they actually were growing fruits and vegetables on these walls and the people that were around them could take these, you know, essentially for free. Does Vertical Field do anything like that? Yes, we are. We are uh, dealing with uh, crops uh, in the last few years and we are growing uh, crops outdoor and indoor. We have developed a vertical farm inside the container. We are recycling containers and, and, and shifting them to be a farm, portable farm. The farm can be allocated either in the parking lot of a supermarket, market on the roof of a restaurant, uh, in places where there is a high consumption of uh, food. And uh, the farm provides food constantly uh, with no dependency on uh, weather condition with consumption of less water and less land. No pesticide are used in this farm. And the consumer is uh, able to benefit fresh, healthy food. Uh, and, um, you know, co- if we're talking about COVID, for example, so what we experienced in COVID, I think it's, it's given a, a, a lot of emphasis on that, where we experienced that people are, from one side, got more sensitive and awareness and aware about the sourcing of the food and where they can see the only the farm and the only person that is doing the farming and package and providing them the produce that give different level of comfort on the safe and cleanness of the food and the other side that we saw that uh, flight were not were not conducted and, and and trucks were stuck and the farmers has to had to destroy the the produce from one side while the other side the, uh, the shelf on the supermarkets we're empty in part of the time, and the fact that the supermarket or restaurant can uh, keep working and keep having its ingredients with uh, no dependency on that transportation, I think that's a huge advantage, especially right now in the COVID uh, period. I agree. It sounds like a great advantage. Can you share the business model? You mentioned restaurants and supermarkets. How does the business model work? Do they rent the container from you? you know, what does it look like? It's a good question. We have different uh, business models depend on the customer. So in one of them, we are selling the farm, and the uh, um, and the farm uh, and and the owner is operating and running the farm. Uh, we have a very interesting case study in the state of New York, in north of New York, where uh, we sold the farm to a restaurant. The shelf itself himself is running the farm, enjoying doing farming and providing fresh ingredients to the menu on the same day. And the, uh, the other business model is the, the one that we are uh, installing the farm, we operating that from A to Z and providing the produce on a long-term agreement with the supermarket or with the food uh, company in a way that we provide him a better quality of food from one side, a better uh, or a different shopping experience to his consumer. And, uh, and, and 
and from his side is not changing anything is keep buying it, it, they will keep buying the uh, the produce as they did so far but they're getting different level of uh, uh, produce now you mentioned restaurants and supermarkets are you working with any other kind of institutions such as schools or universities we do we have uh, so we have a couple of different uh, I would say customers which are uh, it's a combination of a bit economic but also socials and health benefits for example uh, we have a, a senior house uh, that is that we sold the farm in the senior house uh, parking lot and the senior uh, citizen are part of uh, do, part of doing the farming so they are participating in the farming it has a, a scientific uh, proof of the connection between farming and 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 this is like alzheimer and uh, and others and the finding the food uh, inside the restaurant in, inside the the the, 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 the dining uh, room uh, we are working with uh, schools where we are we combining the farming together with um, teaching them uh, what does it mean farming this you know this generation are uh, believing that farming is you order the tomato through the uh, tablet uh, and that, yeah exactly you know i'm talking about my sons right i'm asking how tomato is growing you just taking the ends and, and doing like that you know on the on the screen and that is how, how we order the the tomato but that's we know that not, that's not the, how tomato is being grown uh, so but teaching them you know teaching them to the the, the the way of farming the modern farming but on top of that i think for us it's important to convey the message that this generation that are going to be the leaders of the of the world in in, in few years they have to take responsibility of how the food is being grown and to make sure that we secure the the quality and the uh, quantity of the food for future generation and for us it's you know it's amazing experience working with them uh, teaching with them about technology and about advanced farming and precise farming and of course through that we are uh, uh, teaching them that they will have to take responsibility of the food in in future generations so that's another element and we do have another interesting project with the municipality of Tel Aviv where the municipality of Tel Aviv is uh, they have the project of uh, providing food to weak uh, uh, population and by putting our farm in the in few spots in Tel Aviv uh, we grow the food and they they are uh, shipping the food to this uh, population inside the city and by that, they're securing the level of uh, uh, food, but also the level of nutrition and the level of the quality of the food, which is not less important to this type of population. So as you see there, the opportunities of food are endless. And definitely the way of uh, bring, growing food inside the city provide endless opportunity with different stakeholders. You know, I love the idea of the uh, modular farm for senior citizens it's been said that there are so many health benefits just to when you engage with nature. And I just see that a lot of times these senior citizens are in these, you know, assisted living center or a home and they're just cooped up inside all day watching television or doing, you know, no activities. So I think that's a beautiful idea. Um, switching to your technology for a minute, in my research, I came across what is VF geoponic versus hydroponic? So um, there are few different ways of uh, growing and farming. Um I think what most of the other vertical farming companies are doing are using the hydrophonic uh, growing method 
which is basically uh, the plants, the roots of the plants are grown on a flow of water, that through the waters you get the minerals and nutrition that the plant needs. And it, it's a constant flow of water, and, and that's why it's called hydrophonic. We have developed uh, geophonic, which is a soil-based platform. We believe that, uh, you know, uh, uh, God created the world and uh, plants, their natural way is growing through soil and not through any other uh, basis. And, and while, while you're growing this uh, on soil, you're getting a different quality of uh, produce, different tastes, different textures, even different smell. And on top of that, when you work with the soil, soil is, is used as a buffer. I mean, in, instead of injection, the plants, uh, the nutrition and, 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 the, uh, and the vitamins, we're putting everything in the soil and the plants is, is taking them whenever it needs, whatever it needs. And by that, it grow in a better, uh, uh, in a better quality, of course. And on top of that, if you're providing the farm to be managed by an unskilled person, you can do that only by using soil and, and our portable platform that uh, facilitate the entire farming cycles in a way that anyone after short training can manage the farm. And I think that's one, one element that differentiates us versus the other competitors. And we truly believe that at the end of the day, plants are meant to be grown in soil. And, uh, and I think that's, that's, that's why we believe that our system provides a different quality of uh, produce at the end of the day. And speaking of produce, what kind of crops can you grow in your farm and what are the cycles, the harvesting cycles? Um, currently, we're growing uh, mainly, mainly leafy greens, lettuce and herbs. We do develop uh, farms from, uh, for mushrooms, different types of mushroom and for berries. Um, it's under development. I would say that the um, the critical elements of the developing is making everything economic. At the end of the day, we truly believe that uh, fresh produce and fresh food should be achieved by anyone. I mean, it shouldn't be an issue of price. It should be an issue of accessibility. And by uh, providing uh, food, fresh food and, and fruits and vegetables in a way that it's uh, uh, cheap enough for everyone to buy that, then you make it, uh, then you change, you really change the world. It's not just a premium product, it's a product that can be, uh, at the end of the day, be accessible economically to anyone. And our vision that in few years we'll be able to grow economically all the fresh and fruit or most of the fresh and fruit uh, 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 produce uh, nearby the store, nearby the supermarket, near in the city, and by that making uh, the trends of uh, 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 farm to table much more strong and much more, I would say, wide, uh, wide access, access. Now, earlier you mentioned, you know, you said, I think, unskilled labor, and, and I appreciate the term. But let's say, for example, there's someone listening to the show right now, and they're interested in buying one of your farms. What is that training period look like before they're able to, you know, take over and run it by themselves? So the training period is not that long. At the end of the day, there is a software that manages the entire growing cycles, the irrigation, fertilization, the lighting, everything is automatic. And basically there is a agronomical protocol inside the software that uh, make all the growing cycle very easy. So we're talking about a few days of training. And after one cycle, believe me, uh, uh, this person uh, is an expert of managing the, the farms. Uh, you know, I love to be farmers, but I have bad experience with growing plants inside my house. 
But even me, after a short training, I'm, a- I'm able to manage the farm. So believe me, anyone can do that. Well, I appreciate that. And, you know, earlier you mentioned about working with municipalities. And, I, and I, that idea really resonates with me very strongly. I don't know about in Israel, but here in the U.S., we have this issue in certain areas. It's called a food desert, essentially where people in a certain, you know, socioeconomic uh, demographic can't get access or don't have access to fresh fruits, fresh vegetables, especially at a reasonable price. And I'm just thinking about, you know, what it would look like to buy, you know, some of your containers. I don't know if you did a buy model, rent model, and put them in areas where people have access to this food. So again, the business model, I think it's, 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 re- it's, it's less uh, important. I think the, uh, the, the fact that you can install the farm anywhere, plug it to uh, electricity, waters, and start operating that and provide fresh and healthy food in a, a costly or an economic price and make it accessible to people where you don't have to ship them uh, something that was picked or harvested a few days ago, but something that is picked right now. And with, with a reasonable price, it definitely uh, uh, create a change uh, in their life. So definitely that's, uh, that's something that we, uh, we are involved and we'd like to be more and more involved. You mentioned electricity. Do your containers come with solar panels? Uh, current, the current farm, no, but we definitely are uh, working on that on the development. So the, the idea is to make it a self-sustain. Uh, that can be put anywhere with no connections or whether it's water or electricity we're working on different technology to add to the farm so the farm can be a place in the desert uh, or any any place uh, with no dependency on infrastructure sounds like a great idea so guy i'm going to switch gears here and get to the crux of our conversation and you've kind of touched on it before you know the transition from being a cpa going to agriculture but Walk me through that decision. What's the why behind what you do? What motivated you to make that move? You mentioned your children, so obviously family is important to you. But walk me in the audience through that that why moment for you. Um, so I think that uh, on my 30, I found myself doing big deals, involving in big transaction, making big money, uh, and, uh, and involving in public uh, companies, you know, like the best uh, any CPA can imagine, I would say. But I felt that I'm missing something. I felt that I'm missing the impact. I felt that I'm missing the uh, importance of what, uh, or the the proportion of what importance in life. And I was looking to do a greater impact, to be involved in something that is uh, inv- involving uh, change, involving uh, uh, goods to the humankind and environmental aspect. And I thought that, uh, and again, I had this dream when I was a kid. So I think it it's it somewhere unconsciously uh, uh, led me to agriculture and I uh, um, joined an agriculture, this agriculture company. And uh, I think that uh, I enjoyed it very much and, and probably they joined me, they enjoy me. So they, they offered me to be the CEO. And I think that the uh, leading a company that bring in new innovation in agriculture and you actually speak with the consumer and speak with the farmers and you ch- see the change that your product are doing, your solution are doing. I think that's, there's no, there, there's nothing better than that. I think that's, uh, uh, so it, it was, a, it was evolution. It was a process. Uh, I think something burned in myself to do that change. And it happens over time, of course, but I think that was some kind, you know, in, in retrox- retrospectively uh, view I think some something led me led me into that that situation. 
So you mentioned, you know, as a child being interested in perhaps farming and agriculture. Was your family involved in agriculture? Yeah, I had, uh, part of the family had a farm. They grow all kind of vegetables. And I, you know, during summertime as I was visiting uh, the farm, it attracted me a lot. Uh, uh, working outside, indoor, uh, seeing the, 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 the seeding become a crop and the crop become food. I think it, it amazed me when I was a kid and it was tracked me uh, and I, you know, I had the dream to be a farmer. So I'm doing different types of farmers, but uh, farming off, but that's, that's, you know, that's uh, still excites me and still uh, um, uh, extract a lot of passion out of me. And you mentioned you have kids. What do your kids think about the vertical farms? Well, we went through different stages, I would say. <laughs> um, because, <laughs> You know, initially, it was strange to them. Uh, you know, Israel considered to be a startup nation. So everybody or most of the kids, most of the kids, their parents are doing, are, are working in high tech company and doing all kind of technology, whether it's a software or a hardware. And I was, when I was told, telling them that I'm going to go working in agriculture, you should have looked their face. And, and uh, yeah, I think that gradually they understand that the, the, the importance of that, there was a lot of discussion, the importance of that. The, the impact that it has versus other industries and they are much more involved in, in you know in, in the decision making that I'm doing I'm consulting with them in all kind of issues and we have a Saturday dinner working on all kind of elements on agriculture and innovation and technology and I think they are they are in quite engaged and involved in that so they also went through a different uh, a, a process uh, together with myself and I think they enjoy talking. They, they come visit uh, me in the farms and they help me uh, during summertime. So um, we're on the same line. Sounds great to hear. So you said CPA, transition to agriculture, and now leading vertical field. What are some of the most valuable lessons that you would say you've learned about yourself on your journey? Mm. Um you know the, the news are always talking about sustainability and 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 food uh, uh, transition and uh, uh, agriculture innovation. You don't meet it on a daily basis if you're not if you're not dealing with that. And most of my, my friends are not dealing with that. And and uh, you know the conversation with them are, uh, usually don't uh, reach into that point. But to see that uh, at the end of the day, the things that you're doing, the impact that they has on different people, the positive uh, reaction people has on that, I think that surprised me. The contradiction between the uh, discussion that you're having on a daily basis versus the impact and the uh, reaction of people, positive reaction of the people, I think that surprised me. And, and, and I'm, 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 I think you know uh, every uh, every day we see consumer, we meet consumer, we talk about them, we explain them, and see consumer uh, uh, understanding what we're doing, the, the benefits that we are bringing, and then the benefit reaction, not just on the buying side, but also the uh, the positive uh, energy and dynamic that uh, it creates in their face. I think that's that's a good, uh, it's a great uh, pleasure from our side. Which sounds beautiful. So it's. I know you're the CEO, so obviously it's your job to cast a strategic vision. So let's imagine for a moment it's 2025. I'm sure you've done this exercise already somewhere in your mind. What does the future hold for Vertical Field? What do you see? Where are you located? Perhaps, you know, not from a unit's perspective maybe, but even from a geographical standpoint, where are you and what are you doing? So let me surprise me you and saying that it's not just in my mind. I have a long presentation on 2025. 
I'm not surprised, trust me. So I I truly believe that uh, Vertica Field will operate in many countries, will bring this innovation solution to uh, not just to supermarkets and restaurants, but also on the uh, governmentals and and public uh, level to changing the way that we consume food, the way that we grow food, changing the mindset of people. And I I think that our technology with the differentiation that I explained can uh, make this uh, change, make make, make this uh, impact. Uh, in different countries, as mentioned, we're working in the U.S. We are negotiating other negotiating in other uh, uh, countries, and uh, so we d- I do expect to see a geographical expansion from one side. On, from the other side, I do expect us um, to be able to provide and offer a wide range of crops at the end of the day, and being the real long-arm farm of any store, any restaurant, any food company, any hotel, and ingredients that uh, the food is uh, cooked out of or, or, or prepared out of uh, can be fresher, healthier, and, 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 and on-site. So since you mentioned other countries, two questions. Are you doing any work in Africa? And what's the model? Is it a franchise model? Is it a distribu- distributor model, sales channel? It's all of the above. It's, it depends on the, on the, on the customers. We are doing, we are talking about franchising. We're talking about selling. We're talking about distribution. I think because of the, uh, fact that it's a farm and can be served different types of customers. So the business model or business or the uh, operational model is, is, could be different. And I think that's each one of them has its own need and we're trying to be flexible and to adapt ourselves to that, to that. Uh, we don't yet work in Africa, but we do have uh, plans on, on reaching that uh, continent. Definitely a lot of opportunity over there. So again, 2025, you said, I guess Africa will be part of our business by then. And one last question that came to me just now. Let's say an individual has access to their own containers. Can Is there a model where they can license your technology? Yes, yes, definitely. I think anyone can, can come and license and buy it. Yes, definitely. Uh, um, so we do. We are open. I, I, we are open to all, all kind of uh, uh, collaboration. Um, I have to say that uh, down the road we also have, um, I would say, ideas or plan to develop small units that can be used by you know families or a neighborhood. Um, so definitely, we see the farms access to to the on the home level, on the on the on the house level, or and and also on the neighborhood level, not just the commercial level. It sounds great. So, Guy, last question. If you could share some advice or words of wisdom with the audience, and it could be professional or personal, what would it be? Well, you know, it's going to be some kind of cliche, but I feel that I have to say it anyway because that's what I feel. Um, When you do something that you like to do, the result will always be positive. And finding myself doing whatever... The thing that I, I like to do, I think that, uh, you know, you enjoyed it, you bring your good energy, and at the end of the day, the business results are the result of that. And I think that's, um, it might be a cliche, but, you know, that's that's what I feel. It's okay, Guy. I feel like most cliches are true anyway. <laughs> well, Guy, I really appreciate your time today, and I look forward to catching up with you again soon. Sure. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure, and uh, have a great day, and thank you very much for the time. Thank you, Guy. Thank you. Before we go, I'm excited to share that we've launched our comic strip, The Adventures of Mira and Nexi. 
you can find the first issue at our website, nexuspmg.com, under the Original Content tab. Thank you for listening. If you like our show, please give us a rating and review on iTunes. And you can show your support by sharing our show with a friend or reach out to us on social media where you'll find us under our Nexus PMG handle. If there's a subject or topic you'd like to hear about, send me an email, btu at nexuspmg.com or contact me via our website, nexuspmg.com. And while you're there, you can sign up for our monthly newsletter where we share what we're reading and thinking about in the clean tech, green tech sectors. Bigger Than Us is a Nexus PMG production.